The Last of Us was released as a show adaptation of the popular Sony PlayStation video game of the same name. The Last of Us airs on HBO Max every Sunday at 9pm Eastern. Stream it now. After a deadly tragedy turns the world into rubble, we're thrown into a post-apocalyptic world where 20 years and mass genocide have hardened humanity. Hope appears in the form of a girl who might just be the key to salvation. Just Vibes. As always, I'm your host, Jules, and we're here to Just Vibe. Happy Monday, happy Monday, and welcome back to another Last of Us review. We're on episode four. So did any of you guys watch the Super Bowl yesterday? I had to look this up because without cable, I really don't have any intel on any of the sports, but I did look it up and it's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And granted, that's not really interesting, but I thought what was interesting was that it's the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl and we're doing the Last of Us review. And that will become a little bit more clear later, but it was just fun facts with Jules. I also just want to say that I used to say that all the time. It used to be fun facts with Faye because my online tag is Faye Bay, but you know, we're serious and authentic here, so it's fun facts with Jules. If you're just tuning in now, these episodes are different from our regular deep dives into newly released media. I'm watching this show as it's released episode by episode, and I'm releasing episodes a week behind every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern. As of this going live, episode 5 is live now on HBO Max, so listen to this, then go watch episode 5 so you can follow along with me next week. I also want to mention that all the other episode reviews will be linked in the description for you to catch up best to do that so you're not lost. All right, let's get into it. And as always, there's going to be spoilers. Episode four is 45 minutes long and surprisingly a lot happens. We picked up with Joel and Ellie leaving Bill and Frank's and heading west and going into this episode, you'd think that this would be just littered with driving and conversation. While there is little bits of driving and relationship building between the two survivors, the main plot in this episode is centered around a rebellion. Seeing the rebellion in the show is really welcomed because from an outsider looking in, not having played the game, my knowledge extends to the multiple apocalypse interpretations that are in the media, none of which harness a functioning, non-corrupt, stable form of military government. And while this show delivered on that in more ways than one, and I did enjoy it, it was very welcome to see a rebellion form and have their own mission that disrupts Joel and Ellie. Now, we don't get very far in the knowledge of what that mission is, but we do get small glimpses of the leader and what they're striving to do. The episode doesn't blend these storylines together until the very end when Joel and Ellie are ambushed. I noted a lot of small things about this episode, and it really wasn't about the story. I think I'm a little hungry for more of the main storyline and feel like we're finding ourselves in a side quest territory. 
I'm a huge fan of character development, like I've mentioned before, and while this episode delivered abundantly on that, and I'll lay out a few of my favorite moments soon, it just fell flat on the story for this episode. I think mainly because we're introduced to a new group of people. These people have their weight, though. They don't really feel like passing characters, and I think that's one of the main reasons that I'm eager to watch episode 5. One thing I thought was really interesting about this new apocalyptic world. In the quarantine zone that was overrun and rebelled, they used shipping containers as cells, like jail. There's a moment in there where the leader, Kathleen, is speaking to someone and reading off the sign in the cell. It states that they're allowed access to medical, legal, family visits, food, and drink. And it just hits more at home to how much the government took control and kept it running as unchanged as they could. Aside from this side story, we get some pretty useful exposition. Campfires aren't safe in this world because of people, not the infected. We get the history of what's happened with Tommy, Joel's brother, and we see an impactful moment with Ellie and Joel, where Ellie is forced to shoot someone to save Joel. HBO goes behind the scenes on every episode, and they gave a really good explanation to the weight of this moment, stating, And you can see how quickly Ellie just wipes those tears away and pretends nothing happened at all because she's just like him. Him being Joel. And the implication there is that she's willing to do whatever it takes to survive, even if it means hurting people. Another interesting moment that we get is where Ellie is kind of playing around with the gun that she poached and is hiding from Joel. And honestly, funny enough, she takes out the magazine, empties the bullet in the chamber, and then starts to play around with it. She knows about gun safety, and even though Joel doesn't necessarily want her to have a firearm, it's just really wild that she knows how to manage it. And that was probably because of her classes that she had to take while she was in the quarantine zones. After watching this episode, there are a few things that I've come away with. Ellie is starting to trust Joel and even notices little things about him, but she also is a kid and she does like to toe that line. There's also a pulsating, almost sinkhole, that's like problem C right now in the show, and from the looks of it, we've got a new infected arriving and it only makes me scared. And then last but not least... They specifically show an abandoned Love's gas station, and I just wanted to point that out because it's one of the trucker gas stations that I always stop at when I'm doing like long road trips, so it just really spoke to me and I had to point that out. Last thing I want to touch on are the game inconsistencies. Apart from the game, the pacing and timeline in the show is different overall. I mentioned in the last episode that in the game, we meet Frank but not Bill. This leads you to go with Frank to a church to acquire a battery for Bill's truck and then head your way to Pittsburgh. In the show, the battery is already at Bill and Frank's. Both Bill and Frank are dead and you find yourselves the product of a situation gone bad in Kansas City instead. They also have changed the weight of the rebellion. From the sound of it, in the game they were just more of an obstacle and they didn't really have a story, and there weren't really anything to be worried about. But now, in the show, they have a full, fleshed-out backstory. Overall, this episode was pretty mid for me. I'm just going to go ahead and give it like a 6 out of 10. 
I liked all of the information that we got, and seeing the character development is nice, but I don't really have high hopes for this Rebellion storyline, although I would love to be proven wrong. I hope you enjoyed this mini, and remember, if you want more Jules Just Vibes content, you can tune in to my regular scheduled deep dive reviews every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can also send any feedback or suggestions for reviews on my website, JulesJustVibes.com, or DM me and tag me on Twitter where I'm most active, at JulesJustVibes. Thanks as always for all the support, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye <music>